Welcome to another episode of Bush's Board Game Thing, powered by Zatu Games, uh, the weekly games podcast where friends just meet up to talk about life and not not just board games, but uh, the conversations that those board games spark, which is the main thing. Uh, breaking news, joined here by uh, Eloise and Brian. Eloise has finally moved and has moved into a, a house that's been an ongoing start off. Uh, soap opera in the background <laughs> of this podcast. Eloise, can you confirm that you're in a new house? In the new house right now, discovered the next doors. We've got chickens. They're very loud in the morning. Hopefully we get free eggs. Does that mean chickens in terms of clucking or has it yeah. got a cockerel showboating? They haven't like got a cockerel, but at 5am they're all like... What's wrong with them? Why are they sounding like that? <laughs> what are they doing that? Is that how chickens sound? Sounds like they're choking. So Eloise has moved to a brand new house. Uh, Brian, what's what's your big news of the week? What's been going on for you? Not much really. Just uh, just sort of living with the rain. It's been raining here quite a lot, so that's a bit of sort of going out in the rain. Do you like the rain? Staring at the rain and stand in the rain like Shawshank Redemption. Uh, I, do you know what? There's there's is it? What do they call it down your way in in uh, uh, bog trotting land down in Devon? Uh, is it Mizzle? Mizzle. Mizzle. I've it's, never... like, it's like mist and mist and drizzle. Mizzle. I like that. Yeah. Like a good mizzle. Like mizzle. Or where don't... You, you don't, you're not getting wet, but you're feeling refreshed from the sort of spray in the air. You, Eloise, as, as a lady, isn't that the worst type of rain for you? Because it makes your hair um, rise up. Very, like mountain mist, fr- yeah, it? very frizzy. Uh, it looks like an atomic bomb has gone off. Um, and also, it soaks you com- much more than fat rain. Because you, you can't control... You can't control where it goes under an umbrella because it's just in the air. So you just may as well get to work. Bush's board game thing. This week, we're playing racing games. Cars, motorbikes, robots, horses. People have been racing stuff in board game form for donkey's years. Uh, would you agree that Snakes and Ladders is probably the, the first ever racing game of all time? Because it is, it's a race, isn't it? Technically, yeah. Talking about racing games, this always takes me back because my favourite ever um, arcade game when I was a kid, because we grew up in Devon, in, uh, Brixham in Devon, so there's loads of arcades down there, was do you remember a horse racing arcade game where all the horses were on like a little wire and it, and it was in yes. a glass box and it would go, place your bets now, please. And you placed a bet on a horse and then your horse would be on a little wire and it would probably rip you off a little bit but then you would see whether your horse beat other people's horses. Do you remember that game? Yes, 100%. Yes. I love that game. But it's actually, before we get onto the game that we're going to play, which is based a little bit on that arcade game from uh, days gone by, favourite arcade game when you used to go into arcades when you were kids? Outrun. If you remember Outrun, Andy? Yes, remember great it? game. Great game. Eloise, any recollection of uh, Outrun in your great big sort of cultural no. black hole that has nothing in it? <laughs> no. no, there we go. No, no, no worries. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Um, it was a it was a rubbish sort of racing game where you would be in a red sort of Ferrari style yes. car, like a Lamborghini style car rather, and you would be on sort of the beach road, and then her hair would be waving around, and you'd be dodging things, and that was essentially it. And it was always the thing about racing games is it's about how far you can go. And yeah. I never got that far because I'd always be 
nervous because I'd got further than I got before and I was nervous and I so I crashed. I think it misrepresented crashes though, Outrun, because if you crashed in Outrun, the car would flip over, which is quite a bad thing on a, on a uh, soft top, which is what it was. Uh, but you and her, yeah. your, your girlfriend, just be sat on the floor and be like, oh, and get back in it and carry on driving again. That's misrepresentation <laughs> of crashing. My, my favourite arcade game, and I was, re- I was quite good at it at one point, was Spy Hunter. Do you remember that? And it had the, the yes. theme music. Peter Gunn, top down. We'll ask Eloise in a second if she remembers this top down from above and you were like a white car that was trying to stop other bad spy cars from knocking you off the road and you had like you could do things like have spikes and and stuff on your wheels eloise can you remember spy hunter no right okay <laughs> what, were, what, were Thanks, you what were you doing like in terms of like wasting time and mucking about in, in your childhood what what things were you doing well, okay well, I was out playing on my like little scooter and my jump jumper and my skipping rope. And then I was playing on the Sega Mega Drive. Didn't really go to arcades, but okay. I did have a not, Sega not Mega Drive. Okay. All right. That's cool. <laughs> well, um, the reason I've been talking about this and the reason that I mentioned the horse racing game is that the game we've been playing this week on Board Game Thing is a cracker, a, a family favourite of the Bush family. We take this with us whenever we go on holiday. It's Downforce, the racing game uh, made by a Spanish company whose name I can never pronounce. Elo, I think the name named or that sounds that's a little bit like a prog rock band isn't it uh, but it's a brilliant game where you uh race cars around a formula one track and get a load of different expansions you play cards uh, to move cars around the track but you have to move everybody's cars not just your own and you bet on the outcome of the race so it's a little bit like place your bets now please this is what happened when we played downforce the game of high stakes speed Okay, so here we go then, guys. Downforce. Uh, Eloise is orange and black. Brian is the yellow and green car. Uh, I am the red and blue car. Here we are on the grid. Brian's got a car on the front row. Eloise's got a car on the front row. That's yellow and black. And then the rest of us are at the back. Uh, Eloise, you're going to play your first card right now. Best of luck to you. I'll go for blue, please. Okay, blue. You're moving blue. How many? Okay, two. And we're off. And we're off. Start as all as we go. Who is that? Who is that that Brian just did, Eloise? Who's that impression? No idea. And Michael Schumacher has come off the track. (laughs) Mickey Hicker Hackinen. Come on. He's the most famous racing car commentator of all time. I'll give you you a clue. He also had a side business of mints. He had his own range of mints. What were his mints called? Murray Mints. <laughs> You're telling me you don't know who Murray Walker is? No. Do you know what? This is a thing that Eloise does. She, she always goes, oh, I don't get that cultural reference because I'm young and I wear hats. I wear hats to festivals. It's unbelievable. You do, you're only a few years younger than me, so you don't pretend you don't know who Murray Walker is, the guy that used to commentate on the F1. Why would I know that? This is an, this is an outrage at the beginning of a, an episode completely about racing games. Where does this leave us, Eloise? You don't even know who Murray Walker is. We need to get Eloise a Zeitgeist tape. I'm going to get you a Zeitgeist tape at the start of each week. We're going to watch it in the morning. Uh, okay, so you've moved blue to... Right, move the rest of these ones here. Uh, right, Brian, you're, ne- you're next up. Your card is as follows. Oh, there's just one card. It's a blue eight, which means you can move the blue card eight spaces. Um, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to move the... Let me have a look. Let me think. Let me think. Stop pressuring me, Andy. What are you going to do, mate? Andy, Andy, stop pressuring <laughs> me. There is ultimate pressure on the, on the Formula One track, mate. You haven't got time to make huge decisions. I'm going to... I'm just going to do some calculations about fuel-to-weight ratio. Yeah, what I'm going to do is I'm going to move the blue car eight spaces. Right. One, two, three, four, five. Look at that orange way out of front. That's yeah. really, really good. That is, uh, that's your own car, so you're doing well there. And then 
Next one is green four. Green. One, two, three, four. Can you make a can you make a um racing car noise, Eloise? Can you do racing car noises? That sounds like a cat. It does sound like a cat. On heat. I'll do a racing car noise. The trick is, the trick is though, you've got to go left and right off the microphone, so you've got to go. All right. That's pretty good. Can you go back the other way? Can you go back the other way? He's, he's, actually, he's, he's turned around, he's doing u turns. He's coming back, he's coming back. <laughs> really, really good. You might be asking yourself, why Why am I moving yes, Eloise's car? Because you can bet on other people's cars. That's the key. You have to almost separate yourself from your partisan approach to just your own racing team. You're betting on everybody. Back round to Eloise's turn. You know, Eloise is a car fan. How do you mean? She owns a car. You know those minis that have, like, eyelashes on the headlights? She's got one of those. Is that true? Yeah, yeah. And it, I think, I think, I'm not sure, <laughs> Eloise can confirm or deny this, it's got, like, a car stick, it's got a car sticker on the back that says Powered by Fairy Dust. Shut up. Is it Powered by Fairy Dust? It's funny, yeah, it is. And also, a third reason I'm a fan of cars, my surname is a car. Eloise Car. That's It's almost uh, nominative determinism. Her day job, she reads the travel news and she's been told not to use her second name because <laughs> people think it's a piss take otherwise. <laughs> that is a good point, actually. Uh, if I was listening to the radio and someone came on, they're doing traffic news and they're called Eloise Car, then I would maybe think that that was like a made-up Sally, like Sally Travel, surname's definitely not travel, is yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. But mine is, and I get, I'd get a bit angry if people thought it was real. It was fake even. The next time you're on holiday, right, get someone to go on and be called Larry Laurie. <laughs> okay, so uh, the, the cars have passed the, yellow, the first yellow marker, which means you've got to make your first bet. You've got to bet on who you think is going to win. It doesn't have to be one of your cars. It could be anybody's car. You get the payout for it if you get it right. Place your bets now, please. Mm. Eloise, what are you betting? What are you betting? What are you, who, who are you betting on? Who are you betting? Who are you betting oh, on? What are you betting don't on? Don't you can't ask. You can't ask. Don't tell. Eloise, me. don't don't bet on the orange car, Eloise, because that's the overall favourite. So it's bound to it's bound to falter. I know, but also the orange car is mm-hmm. is mine. Um, Back yourself. Okay, fine. Maybe there's like Far East betting in this. You can like bet on um, uh, wheelies or uh, gear lockups. You know, they, they bet in weird, on weird stuff in football matches, don't they? The Far East markets, like how many corners or throw-ins there are. Maybe maybe there's the thing for I that. I bet the yellow car, when it goes in for a pit stop, they're going to fudge the, uh, the wheel change. <laughs> It'll be like two or three seconds late. Yeah, yeah, coming out. Okay, back on with the uh, race. We go to Eloise next. Oh, you play a black eight. Oh, I'm glad I bet on eight then. There you go. Black moving, your car black moving eight spaces. One, two, three, yeah. four, five, six, seven, eight. Cutting into that corner. <gasps> look, look at this drama. Look at this pure drama going on here. Brian, round to you. Can I do the thing where I slingshot and I use the, like, you know, in um, Days of Thunder with Tom Cruise, where you use the the slipstream of one car to overtake the other? Or is, is that not allowed in this game? I think, I mean, it, it, it's a definite thing in Formula One, but I don't think it's in downforce, unfortunately. Okay, is there a bit where I can tailgate the car in front and just flash them angrily until they move out of my way? You can't do any of that. There's no aggressive driving in this. It's pure racing. Fine, just get what's available left for me. Um, green six, yellow four, orange two. Uh, green six, please, green six. So this is your car, green's going to go around the outside. Look at this, look at this. Look at, something out of a movie. Oh, yes, please. Here we go. And there you have it, orange in first place. We got black no, in Andy, second place. Andy, no, Andy, no, no, what? no, that's not how you do it. You've got to say, and in first place is orange. <laughs> Coming up the straight is black. Second is black. Meow. In third place is Mickey Hekahakinen in green. Meow. 
Light Blue in fourth place. Red, a fifth place finisher. Eddie Irvine. Eddie Irvine. In sixth place, it's yellow. And there we have the final positions of our race. Uh, Eloise, please make up a location, an exotic place that this race has been taking place in. We haven't mentioned where it is, like they have in Formula 1. Uh, it's in Bermuda, of course. Famous Bermuda ring, it's called. Yeah, how do they get the cars to Bermuda, then? Just on boats, ships and that. Right, so let's look at the betting. Eloise gets 33. Brian, your two cars were yellow and green. Green came third, yes. which means you get 6 million onto your four, making it 10. And yellow is sixth, an embarrassing sixth place, which means you get nothing. So you got 10 million in total. He had engine problems. He had, don't know, he had engine problems. Don't need excuses, right. mate. My cars were the red and the blue, which means the scores are as follows. Eloise in the lead in uh, on the podium with $33 million winnings. Yes. Me in second place with $21 million. And Brian, whose Formula One team has just been disbanded because of poor performance with a $10 million making him in third place. I'm Force India. Force India. You are Force India. Brilliant. Let's cover each other with champagne. <laughs> Another win for Eloise. Fantastic yes. skills. She's on a bit of a roll at the moment. Considering she doesn't know about much about cars. Yeah. For, and all, all board games, really. And I've just got beginner's luck this whole time, I feel. You could. I mean, I don't want to send you off down like a, a dangerous life path, Eloise, but you're pretty good at gambling. You bet on. Do you think you I bet could on, be a hustler. You could be a bit of a hustler. Have you, have you two ever been into like a bookies and place to bet before? It's an incredibly intimidating place to go, yeah, isn't it? I did for the winner of Big Brother, like 2006 or something. <laughs> Did you? It was. It was when uh, smoking. It was when smoking Excuse was allowed. <laughs> my mum waited round the corner in the car, and I went in. But a tenner oh, on my. whoever was winning. That's amazing. Craig or someone. It was stank of cigarettes. I love that because my, my dad worked in a bookies after he finished. He was a computer programmer, and then just before he retired, he worked in a bookies. And it's just mad because you've got. You can bet on anything. Like, so you have to go and find out what... They'll give you odds on pretty much anything. And also, you've got in-play stuff. So there are people who try and scam the system by putting in bets just before a horse crosses the line oh. and all that kind of thing. So you've got to be super sharp. I, I got chucked out of a bookies in Bristol. Uh, this is when Erin, my <laughs> eldest daughter, was only like a few months old. And I used to walk around incredibly tired, carrying around on my front in a sling. And it was an England game. And Rooney... I was. I thought, I'll go and put a bet on Rooney to score first. Walked in wrote my, my little betting slip, went to go and hand it in and, and they asked me to leave and said they couldn't serve me because you can't bring children in here. And I completely forgot that I had my my daughter strapped to my chest. I got turfed out of a betting shop. Even having the old <laughs> fellas looking at me, like tutting at me. Uh, she just said, she's my lucky charm. She's my lucky charm, I can't do it without her. Surely. A baby doesn't, surely a baby doesn't count. Uh, what, what do we think of uh, Downforce then, guys? Uh, an unusual take on the racing genre, but uh, one that everyone can enjoy. I liked it because at first I was like, oh God, this sounds like a downforce, sounds like a, a straight to straight to VHS 90s sci-fi film, downforce. <laughs> yeah. Steven Seagal's night for, uh, downforce. Uh, um, but it was good. I, I liked the fact it was quite quick. I liked the fact you could bet on it. And I just, look, I'm a guy. I like fast cars. What can I say? Yeah, man. I, I totally hear you there. I totally hear you there, Brian. <laughs> uh, and you get some, yeah, there's some very cool uh, tracks as well. We bought the expansion. Uh, you can get like a nighttime racing track, which has got loads of cool lights. And it's almost like, it's a little bit like boy races. If you, you live in any seaside town and they have a meetup every so often, do you get that when you go down to the seafront and they, they're all hanging out there with their um, bonnets open and, and 3D super woofers on and maybe that, them tyres that bounce at the back? <laughs> it's a little bit like that, but like a nighttime version of it. Uh, check it out on Zatu's website. You can get that and the, and the expansions there uh, as well. It's an amazing game. Downforce. I think it's time for Brian's Board Game Fact of the Week. 
Brian's board game fact of the week. Oh yes, 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 Here yes, he yes, is. yes. Here just, he is. Just as before we go into uh, board game fact of the week, what's uh, what's your favourite car, guys? Just out of interest, because we're doing we're doing it about racing. So what's your favourite car? Um, I like an I've... MGB GT Roadster. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Sorry, what? Not expecting that. An A MGB GT Roadster. An M? No, M MGMT. They did that song. They're a dance. <laughs> kids, song. They did kids, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. I've never... How do you know this M- car, Eloise? It wasn't M-B- M-B-G-B-T. M-B-G-B-T. Yeah. Roadster. The M-G-B-G-T so, sounds like a, um, a, a union you might be part of when you do first year, <laughs> freshman year at university. An inclusive union. <laughs> uh, that's an M-G, I take it. Yeah. A B-G-C and then Roadster. It's a M-G, Britain's Got Talent, Roadster. <laughs> Uh, me uh, and why, why do you like that? Have you got? Is your? Did you have you? Did you have one? Have you? Well, did you, no. Have, have a friend of one? my mum's had one, and I loved it. It's like proper classic vintage sixties style car with a, yeah. an open top roof, just very cool. And he used to take me down round like round the block in it because I loved it so much. And one day I thought I'll inherit this. Uh, but then he gave it to his son. And of course, I would never inherit it. But you resented him <laughs> I really, ever since. Really wanted it. <laughs> but yeah, it was like my dream car. I loved it. So go on then, Brian. Hit us with your fact. Okay. So, 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 so. What's the biggest car company in the world? Ford. Yeah. Not quite. Not quite. Alfa Romeo. Think, uh, a, li- a little like Ford, but but German. BMW. Skoda. VW, VW of, oh, the, right. of, 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 the, of the... Volkswagen. Do you know what their... <laughs> Volkswagen, yes, yes, yes. And do you know what their biggest selling product is? What is Volkswagen's biggest selling product? You'll never guess this. Is the it? Beetle. Is it my, uh, the Beetle or... My, we've got a VW, like... Well, not a camper, but we've got a VW van. That's our car. Yeah. Is that it? No, it's not that. It's not oh. that. It's not your VW camper car. No. Anyone else? Eloise, you want to guess? I said the Beetle. No. It's sausages. What? <laughs> what? It's sausages. VW no. don't sell VW. sausages. They do sell sausages. They, do they sell, sell sausages. more sausages than cars per year. They sell more sausages per car than cars per year because they have. Have you heard about their their factory in Wolf, Wolf, Wolfsburg? Wolfsburg. It's the it's their main factory. It's basically like a car city. They're, it's huge. I think it's like thousands of square meters, massive. And they have a canteen there. And the canteen, these sausages are so popular and people were talking about them so much because so, basically if you live in Wolf, Wolfsburg, you basically work for Volkswagen. And people talk about them so much, they actually started selling them. They opened a shop on the grounds of their factory selling these sausages. And also they did a deal with the supermarket in Germany and they sell, you can buy VW Currywurst sausages. Oh my God. Yeah, and I mean, that's their biggest selling project. They make a fortune from it. We've got, we've got family in Germany uh, and so we've been over there a few times. Went over there for the World Cup when it was in Germany. We ate so many sausages and drank so much beer. There's something about sausages and beer that's a fantastic combination. So good. I can't go, can't go wrong with sausages and beer. I want to have a sausage the and a beer, beer right you now. Drink, the more beer you drink, the more sausages you want. Yeah. The more sausages, because you get the salty yeah. and meaty, you want to drink more beer. There's it's almost like a little relationship between the two. Brian, that's a fantastic board game fact. Who knew that about VW sausages? That's Brian's board game fact getting stronger each week. But Eloise, you want to give him a little TripAdvisor rating for that one, seeing as you were a bit down on him the past couple of weeks? Uh, no, I think he's d- getting better. He turned a corner, and I'd say that's a solid. Don't eight. don't patch both like of Nick you. Cotton. Don't patch 
Don't patronise me. Both of you do not patronise me, okay? <laughs> I'm like the Susie Dent of this podcast. Right. And I will not be spoken to like that. Just a simple thank you will do. Can, do can, not patronise Can me. only the board game thing listening public judge you? If you're like Mark Morrison, it's like literally only the board game public can judge you. Is that right? Yeah, that's... The, uh, no, only... There's only two people in this world that can judge me. That's God. Right. <laughs> he doesn't exist, but never mind. Right. And Jay-Z, who very much does exist. Those are the only two people in the world that can judge me. Let you know. Let us know what you think of Brian's board game fact this week. Uh, any other facts about sausages, most welcome at Board Game Think. Here are some other games about racing that you can buy right now uh, and that you can enjoy and love. Everyone loves a racing game. Uh, Formula D, probably the uh, oldest and most well-known uh, kind of... Formula One style racing game, millions of different tracks that you can buy. Uh, it's a real classic, dead easy to play as well. Brilliant fun. You get a little gear stick thing as well for each of your cars. I think the higher gear you're in, the more, the bigger the dice you roll. It's like a D20 if you're going really fast, but a higher chance of having a nightmare coming off the track, that kind of thing. Why is it called Formula D? It's a German they use game. Numbers. I don't know what it is, but it's got a German kind of vibe to it. Maybe they sell Formula sausages. D- oh, if it's German, it's D's for Deutsch. Formula Deutsche. Formula Deutsche. Check it out. It's really good. Turf Master. We've got it up stairs in this house very hard to buy now but it's an old horse racing game from about 15 years ago i think it is german as well they love a racing game in germany you get little metal old-fashioned horses and you play cards to move your horses around the track steeplechase all that kind of stuff absolutely brilliant robo rally is there a guy with a sh- is there a guy with a shotgun just what? to make it ultra realistic well in terms of like the tarpaulin and stuff that's awful, yeah, that yeah. bit, isn't it? Isn't that awful? Isn't that terrible, that bit? That's the <laughs> they downside. Literally, they literally, they, sh- they shouldn't do it anymore. They just take them around back and shoot them. Or they should make it easier. Don't give them the hurdles anymore. Well, yeah, because, I mean, that's part of, you know, everyone bets on the Grand National, don't they? But it's actually quite a brutal, horrible thing, really, when you can think you about it. Can you bet on I, which horses? I don't, I don't think you can do I don't think you can do Right, okay. Sorry, uh, anyway, moving on. Robo Rally, uh, much more fun than Knockabout. It's little tiny cute robots. Uh, driving around and racing each other. Eloise, describe to me right now so an item in your house that could be a cute little robot that could be part of Robo Rally. Go, go, go. Okay. Um, there is a little shoe that Dot found that she's unearthed from something in the new house. So it's a tiny little doll shoe. Right. So you, oh, a haunted ghost a haunted, doll shoe. Yeah, yeah okay, sure, cool. sure. <laughs> Um, Flamme Rouge, another great game. Uh, this is based on the Tour de France. So obviously you just try and wash your blood in a, in a bus or something like that and uh, <laughs> take as much stuff as you possibly can. But it's actually brilliant. Flamme Rouge is brilliant. It's got loads of old-fashioned art in it and it's about trying to... You have a, a ruler. I don't really know too much about the world of cycling, but there's one, right? You've got a team of two cyclists each. One's a ruler and the other one is a <laughs> sprinter. Really? Uh, a douleur. <laughs> and you... You take turns doing stuff. You know, you you slip. You're trying to do injecting loads, each other, and you take turns injecting <laughs> each other. You know, Brian, you were trying to do a bit of slip streaming and, and slip not in. Yeah, uh, they're not the right words in downforce, and there was none of that. There's loads of that in Flam Rouge because you try and get in, tuck in behind each other, and then well, that's the that's the whole pro- concept behind a peloton, isn't it? Is that that you all stick together, and then there's less energy because you're behind all the other cyclists. And uh, I know it's true, but I, if I was a cyclist, I would definitely. I reckon there's a strategy where you can just bomb it. Go really fast ahead of everyone. Yeah, and then they'll, they'll, they'll struggle to catch up with you. Well, I mean, and then you get knocked over by a German Team tourist. Sky listening. Uh, German tourist holding a, uh, a little plaque saying, <laughs> hello, grandma in German, and knocks them all out. Did you see that? It's still one of the most un- unbelievable things I think I've seen on the internet was that... I do feel sorry for her. She went on she the run. She went on the flipping run afterwards, though, didn't she? She she knocked over the entire peloton by accidentally hitting one of the riders. Stage well, one, well, right at the beginning. And then technically, went on the run. they knocked her over. Te- she was stood in the, in the middle of the track. Crazy woman. <laughs> Who owns the road? Who owns the road? Not cyclists. 
you know, the weird thing is, it's, it's, it's weird if you do watch uh, any um, cycling, you know, Tour de France or whatever, they do let the crowd get on, you know, some of the crowd walk along with them and talk to them and stuff like that. And That's they spray the all sorts. There are any fences that it's Peloton's fault. They they do they literally let the crowd get in with the uh, the riders. Also, they let them spray. People spray all sorts of stuff on the roads because uh, they know that the bikes are going to go along there and they'll have a helicopter up above it. Uh, and let's just say, if the Tour de France on the regs was here in the United Kingdom, what would be sprayed on the road? Willies, Willies, nonstop. Willies. 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 I, I'd do it myself. <laughs> I could. Uh, and then finally, one other recommendation uh, worth checking out, made by GMT Games, one of my favourite games companies, uh, Thunder Alley. We've played that, Brian, uh, a few years back, mm. which is about uh, NASCAR racing, uh, and Apocalypse Road, which is the, the latest version of that. It's the, exactly the same game, but it's based on a Mad Max-style future apocalypse road race around this big kind of muddy track, and it's fantastic. Check out those games. You can find them on Zatu's website right now. Uh, let's segue seamlessly into Eloise's board game character backstory delivery service. Uh, Eloise, what have we got for us for this week? Ooh, we've got a treat for you. We had a treat for you. We've got a treat for you this week, Eloise. Okay. Eloise. This is from Lucy and Ashby de la Zouche. Not far from where I live, actually. Um, and she's asked you to do the backstory. And she sent a photo. Handily, she sent a photo in. Because I know there's lots of different versions of Connect 4. Mm-hmm. There's some with... Um, a dad and his kids playing, but this this particular version, we'll put the we'll put the picture up on our socials. Um, is of the the boy, the kid. He's, he looks like he's American, to be honest. Yeah. On the front of Connect Four. Well, I'm right. glad she asked that because I know exactly his story, and he is oh. American. You're you're very correct in that. Um, so this little lad, um, he is a math whiz. Um, he could have been anything, done anything. He even had a phone call from Harvard and they asked him if he wanted to start early and come at the age of 12. He was that good. 12 years old going into Harvard, that's unbelievable. But he fell in love with a girl and this girl loved playing games and puzzles, but she didn't want to be with him. Do you mean games? Do you mean games as in playing games, as in mind games? In his head. Do you mean literally literally games? Literally games. She just loved a board game and a puzzle. She wasn't into any of that mind, the mind game stuff yet. Um, Yeah, save that for later on. um, But she didn't want to be with him because he always won the games. Sometimes he pretended to lose though and that was no fun because you don't want to win if, you know, someone's pretending to lose. So he decided he was going to invent a game and it would be a game that any moron could play, anyone could win it, and that game was Connect Four. So that lad is the inventor of Connect Four. So, oh my God. Yeah, I know. And that game, it doesn't really require any real intellect or knowledge. I mean, sure, you've got to have an idea of what you might want to try, but someone yeah. always picks you it's to my, the post. It's my favourite game. Okay, fine. Okay. So are you, are you and, saying that maybe the, 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 the advertising strapline on Connect Four could be any moron can play this? As you exactly. <laughs> if, you, if you want to use that Connect Four from now on, you have to come and speak to my agent. Um, so for a wow. while, these two crazy kids, they were just in love, playing Connect Four, and sometimes she would win, sometimes she would win. No one ever knew. It was just happy times. Things couldn't be going any better, or so it seemed, because the girl was secretly bored of just playing Connect Four all the time. Now, oblivious, the lad, he intends to surprise his love with a gold-plated Connect Four, and he took the Connect Four to well-known jewellers, Elizabeth Duke, to get it dipped in oh. four carat gold. I just he couldn't afford <laughs> any more. <laughs> um, he was going to give it to her that evening, but the girl said that she Turn, needed to turns go her to... wrist sort of like 
orange, Rotten. brown, yeah, yeah, orange yeah. <laughs> residue. Um, he he was going to give it to her that evening, but she said she'd got to go to cheerleading practice. But he thought, this is a good opportunity. I'm going to sneak it into her room somewhere where she can find it. So he shimmed up the drain pipe when she was out intending Weird. to do that. However, when yep. he got up to the window, he saw that she was in there and she wasn't oh. alone. She was playing another oh. game and it wasn't Connect Four and it wasn't with him. It was Battleships with the school hunk. Oh, my is that, God. Is that... Is that a euphemism, playing battleships with the school hunk, or is it? Is it it's actual battleships? Actual it's, battleships. It was actual battleships. Oh, okay. Yeah. What was the school hunk's um, name? I, I can see him in my mind almost, but I don't have a name for him. Uh, his name was uh, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> You've got such a problem with making up names any longer names. than one syllable. I'm That's not, why it's I almost just a condition. I'm pretty sure. Did you say? Did you say at the beginning the guy who invented Connect Four was called Chad? No, I didn't give him a name because I Chad panicked. And She's got a problem with <laughs> okay. names longer than a syllable. I've never seen anything like the, it. Connect Four Man and Eloise, his girlfriend Eloise, do not Eloise. have names. Yeah? Eloise, Eloise, yeah. right? I want you to clear your mind. Yeah. Right? Is your mind cleared? Yeah. I'm going to give you three seconds. At the end of those three seconds, you're going to come up with an original name. Not not a plain name, not like a Pete, Fred, <laughs> Mike, Dave. Okay. okay? Three, two, one. one. Go. <laughs> Andrew! Oh, my God. It's all, it's, Eloise can only do names from children's know. books from the 80s. I that's that's know. the rule. I can't think of any, um, but I did think of Tallulah for the girl. Brilliant. Thanks, Eloise. Thanks for that. Okay, uh, if you... anyways. Oh, no, I'm not finished. It's not done. Oh, not done. Oh, more she's, not the done. Story. she's not done, guys. Oh, God. So the school hunk was there. Anyways, he left there and then. He never looked back. And to this day, no one knows exactly where he is. But there have been rumours about the inventor of Connect Four. Some say they've seen him on the South America Connect Four circuit. Some say he's now a mercenary for the Scrabble gold, for the Scrabble warlords of Cambodia. Maybe he's doing both because all the legends have one detail that never changes, that he's always carrying a gold Connect Four strapped to his saddle and oh. there's sadness behind his bloodshot eyes. Oh, what a lovely story. it's gone story. green at the edges. Because it's, yeah, the little <laughs> Some of the gold flaked off. Weird. Yeah. Uh, Eloise, that's a fantastic story. Uh, a lot to think about. That. It could be made into a movie in not too distant future. If you have a character that's on the cover or, you know, on the board of a board game that you guys play and you always think, what's that person's story? And you'd like yeah. them to have a name uh, that's maybe just a syllable long and the backstory created by our very own Eloise. Drop us an email now, podcast at zatu.co.uk or go via our Instagram at board game thing. Just enough time to sneak in a pitch where you guys get to pitch to us an idea for a board game that's yet to be created. Uh, John Hopkins has got involved this week, who I believe is uh, a DJ, a world famous uh, techno DJ. But um, John way, Hopkins. John Hopkins. No, yeah. isn't John Hopkins a famous uh, uh, hospital in America? I think he's also, uh, I've got his album. I've also got John Hopkins's album. He's had a load of albums out. He's got a couple of hospitals named after him, but he's also come up with this idea for a board game. Hi, a board game thing. It's uh, John from Chorley. I've uh, always had a uh, belter of an idea for a board game uh, based on supermarket wars called Risky Business with a Y in brackets. Don't want to get sued. So everyone starts off with a different supermarket chain, your Asda's, your Aldi's, etc. And they provide you with a requisite amount of staff. You then travel around the board to different territories, your country villages, your suburbia, your council estates, and through a variety of business techniques, try and claim said territory. There's pitfalls and backhand deals to be had along the way. Corner the market and you've won. 
Simples. Love that risky business by John Hopkins, uh, the man who has got a, ho- a hospital named after him and has got a couple of albums out. That's pretty good. I mean, like, there's a bit of slang, slagging off that goes on between supermarkets here in the UK. You get it more in other countries, don't you, where they'll run advertising campaigns taking the mickey out of each other. But it's got that's yeah. got good legs in it, that hasn't it? I like it. So he's going to have to go around, what, and basically bully dairy farmers. You've got to bully a dairy farmer to yeah. give you milk at one pence less than another high street brand. Yeah, or, or you is get that, your, your, your rub about? for a steak put in uh, like a, on one of their shelves for a week at a huge cost to you. And then if not, they'll blacklist it and won't stock it again. It's that kind of thing, I think. Isn't that the kind of vibe that he's going for? Is there, there a bit where you have to, you want to buy a PS5 game and then some surly sort of middle-aged... <laughs> assistant has to come over with a big set of keys and then go to a cabinet and unlock it <laughs> or, is that, or, is that or, part of the game at or all you just want to have a you just want to get yourself another bottle of whiskey because you like having a the nightcap and then they've got to take the security tag off the top again Cook with the same off. key from the playstation 5 there's so many possibilities with this game that john's come up with john thank you so much you have won yourself a zatu dice tray that you can show to your friends that has been another episode of bush's board game thing uh, a lot of the games we've been talking about in this episode you can get from zatu's website have a little look and we will see you in the next one thank you so much for listening.